Hello, this is Jackie with Panama Relocation Tours, and I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Friday for our Q&A call. If you were on the Tuesday call, which was a major fail because we had so many people on it and it crashed their system, then I apologize for all the interruptions and the delays that we had with that one. And thank you so much for joining me on Friday. So hopefully you can get your questions answered. Just a little bit of background about Panama Relocation Tours for those that are new to our uh, channel and our Q&A calls. Um, So back in 2010, I moved from Texas to Boquete, Panama. And shortly after that, I started Panama Relocation Tours. We've done 175 tours now and we've helped thousands of people have a smooth move to Panama. That's our objective is to give you the good, the bad, the ugly, and all the information that you need so that whenever you move to Panama, it's as easy as possible and you don't have any surprises and you you can minimize the challenges in moving to Panama. Also in 2020, we created something that we call our Complete Panama Relocation Guide, which is basically everything that we talk about during the tour, but it's in an online format. So for people that can't come on a tour, maybe because they're sold out, um, or they're just not tour kind of people, then we do offer the information online so you can do your own tour. We have information on how to do a self-guided tour, even hire one of our private tour guides for the area that you're most interested in. So now let me tell you how these Q&A calls work. So that's all about you have all kinds of questions about moving to Panama and living in Panama and getting your pets here, all kinds of questions that you have. And I'm here to answer those questions for you. So if you have a question, all you need to do is press star six. That's going to put you in line to ask a question. And I'm just going to take one person after another after another to answer their questions. Of course, if you don't have a question, you're welcome to just listen I guarantee you're going to learn something. And maybe even halfway through this call, another question might come up. So anytime during the call, you can press star six if you have a question. So now, without further ado, I'm going to get to those very first questions. So our first question is area code 423. Go ahead. Hi, Jackie. This is Jacob Martin. I just had a quick question. I was looking through the guide, and I didn't see any car brokers in the David area. Which one did you use for Santa Fe to to get your Santa Fe? The Santa Fe that I bought, I actually used a car broker in Panama City because there's there's much better selection of cars in Panama City than there is just in David or Boquete. You wouldn't have hardly anything to choose from. So it's... Um, if you look in the directory and then click on Car Broker, then you'll see um, some recommendations there for you. Okay. Did you have to go to Panama City to pick it up? Nope. They bring it right to your house. They deliver it to your door. The last or the last two that I bought, I used a car broker that was in Panama City. They sent me videos and pictures of it, sent me the inspection report, and then they drove it and delivered it right to my door. Awesome. Hey, two quick questions. Did they get the route, how do you say it, route to Sur Highway between Boquete and Vulcan? Is it done now? It's been done for about 12 years, yes. Oh, so it is done. So you can drive straight from Boquete to Vulcan? Well, it's about an hour and 20-minute drive, but you can sure do it, and it's a gorgeous drive, too. Yeah, that's okay. And one more question. Which uh, mill forwarding service do you use? 
Um, well, I live in Boquete, and I use one called Servitech. Um, you know, if you don't live in Boquete, then you wouldn't want to use that one. But Servitech is super reliable. I've never had a package lost. Um, they're great to work with. Do they have one in David? Uh, nope. There's other companies in David, like uh, uh, Drop Shop, uh, mailboxes, uh, mailboxes, etc. There's some other ones in David. Actually, we have a list of mail forwarding companies in our complete Panama relocation guide. If you click at the top where it says directory, then click on mail forwarding, and you can search by David, and it'll have a list of the mail forwarding companies in David. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Welcome. I appreciate you calling in. And my next caller is area code 615. Go ahead. Yes, please. Do they have dry cleaning service readily available? Well, they have dry cleaning service, but I wouldn't say readily available. If you're in a bigger town like Panama City or David or... Uh, Penanomi, then they'll have a dry cleaning service. But if you're in a little town like Boquete or Vulcan or Las Tablas, they're not going to have a dry cleaning service. They have laundry services, but not dry cleaning. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for your call. And my next caller, area code 702. Go right ahead. Yes. Um, um are interested in, in uh, the Panama, but if um, can you use your LTC uh, that you buy, that you purchase in the United States in Panama? What's it called? Uh, long-term care insurance. Oh, well, no. You'd have to look at the terms and conditions of your long-term care um, about whether or not it could be used in Panama. The other big problem is there's not hardly any assisted living or nursing homes in Panama. There's a couple in Panama City, one in Delega and one in David. And I know the one in David always has a wait list. So I don't know about the other ones. They're about $1,750 to $1,000 a month in Panama, but I don't know that you could use it here. You'd have to look at, at what it says in the paperwork. Okay. Right. Thanks. Thanks for your call. And my next caller, code 941, go right ahead. Hi, Jackie. It's uh, Bill from Florida. Uh, quick question. Uh, uh, we now have our pension auto resident visas, our permanent ones. Uh, but, Congratulations. Uh, time, thank you. Uh, for the time being, uh, we will be remaining here in the U.S. Can we open up a bank account, uh, let's say, you know, Benismo uh, uh, in Panama, uh, even though uh, you know we are not going to be residing there for the time being, and we'll have to give a, uh, a U.S. address. Um, yes, um, you have to be in Panama to open up a bank account in Panama. It's not possible to open one remotely. But even if you're not planning to live here yet, um, you can go ahead and open up a bank account with Benismo or any of the other banks. The only problem is they do require that you have activity in the account every six months, at least every six months. Otherwise, they're going to freeze your account where you wouldn't be able to do anything. So an easy solution for that is when you open up the account, open up two accounts at the same time. doesn't take any more time. Then you can just move money from one account to the other, one account to the other for your activity. 
Okay, but if we were to, let's say, uh, have uh, uh, a direct deposit from one of our accounts from the U.S. Uh, depositing money uh, on a monthly basis into that account, that would still satisfy that requirement, correct? Absolutely, yes. Good. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for your question. And my next caller is area code 310. Hi, Jackie. This is Sajara. It's my first time calling in. Thank you so much for calling. Yes. We have our temporary visas, and my question is, what would be the advantage of getting the cedula? Since I know it's optional. Yeah, it's optional, but I would highly advise that you get it um, because, first of all, it only has to be renewed every 15 years, your sedulous, because they think you might look a little different after 15 years. Um, uh-huh. So, and, it's, and it doesn't cost very much to get it. The big advantage is if you only have your visa and you don't have a sedula, then you still have to carry your passport around with you for additional identification. But once you get your sedula, then you can put your visa card away, you can put your passport away, and you only have to carry your sedula for your national identification. So that's a big, big plus. The other thing is if you don't have a sedula, and let's say you buy a car, you have bank accounts, or you have other things in Panama, every time you renew your passport, you have to go in and change your passport number on all those things, your bank account, your car registration, um, your visa, everything has to be changed with your new passport number. But once you get your cedula number, it's sort of like a social security number. It's your number for life. And even Uh when you renew it, the number won't change. So you're, I really advise, it's, it's not that hard to get it. Um, you'll be in Panama City for one day, and then you pick it up in the town where you're going to be moving to. Oh, okay. Well, I, I would probably pick it up in Panama City because um, we're not moving right away. Yeah. So, also, you can sign a letter of authorization for your attorney to pick it up for you. And then they could oh, okay. um, hold it, hold on to it until you get back into Panama. Okay, and they can do that the same time we come to pick up the permanent visas. That's right. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you so much for your calling in today. Um, All right. I also thanks. wanted to. I also wanted to mention thank to thank Melissa. She's been a great help. Oh, thank you. Yeah, she's a uh, she has the patience of Job, that's for sure. Yeah. But I'm glad that I'm glad she's been very helpful for you. Yes, she has. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. And my next caller is area code eight three two. Before you, before you ask your question, Michael, I just want yes. to remind everybody on the call that if you have a question, all you need to do is press star six and that will put you in line to ask your question also. So go right ahead, Michael, with your question. Yeah, <laughs> just going to give a shout-out about my name, uh, Tex-Mex Michael here. I was glad, first of all, that you enjoyed some uh, Tex-Mex when you were back here in uh, Texas. But, uh, oh, I did. <laughs> Isn't that good, good yep. stuff? I'm trying to work on some recipes here before I get there so that uh, I can kind of uh, get that narrowed down and uh, still kind of get uh, close to uh, my uh, – cravings for that 
Anyway, first question was um, chiropractors and uh, cost on chiropractors. There uh, somebody that's either in there or in David that um, that you would know of, or people recommend for a reliable chiropractor. We have chiropractors um, all all throughout Panama, even in Boquete and Volcan, David, Panama City, um, uh, all all over the place. There's chiropractors are available. Okay. And then second question, just I'm planning to move there in come September. Only thing I'm just a little bit in the back of my mind, uh, how should I say, a little resting about is like just the overall, how can I say, um, state of affairs there and internationally is I know here pretty much obviously in Texas we're pretty open, but in some places it's a little bit not quite so fast open. Is there, does it look like there's going to be any like shut down where it was way back where you could, you know, many no. to go like two days a week or something like that? We're, no, we're actually, that. the COVID numbers are going way down. We don't have mm-hmm. to wear a mask in public anymore. And we uh, they're talking about that uh, by July 1st, you won't have to wear a mask at all in Panama. So um, it's getting better and better. Okay. That was like I said, it was just in the back of my mind and I didn't want to move quite so quick if it was going to, you know, look like it was going to head that way. So. Uh, nope. Nope. It's every, everything's getting better. Ah, uh, peace of mind. <laughs> Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. And my next caller is area code 250. Yeah, hi, Jackie. Uh, we're from Canada, and um, we have a 16-year-old son. And we've heard that there is a curfew, an evening curfew for youth. Um, we're just wondering, is that for just Panama City, or is that um, all over Volcan uh, and, and Boquete? And how much... It's the whole uh, country. How strongly is it? It's the whole country. Is it strongly yeah. enforced, or is it not too yes. bad? It's strongly enforced. Right. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks. And my next caller is area code 678. Go right ahead. My question is, hey, Jackie, this is Twyla. Um, Hi, Twyla. Hey. What's the best time of year to move down and find a good rental? Like a two, three so the, very, the very best time to move down and find the best deals on rentals would be October and September, October, November. That's when you're going to find the best deals and the most inventory. If you wait until December, January, February, the prices could be a little bit more and much less inventory. Okay. Okay, that's what I needed to know. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. And my next caller is area code 410. Hi, Jackie. This is Deborah. Um, that, was a good, that was a good question just now that the young lady asked. I needed to know that, too. Okay, so yep. my question in the back of my mind. Now, didn't I say you'll always learn something on these calls? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So my my yep. question is this. I signed up for April for the tour. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't really know much about, like, catching a plane and then meeting you all. Is that in the book? I mean, the uh, online no. guy, like, how to step-by-step do that? Because I'm green so This there. is what happens. 
Yeah, about 30 days before your tour, we're going to start sending you information about exactly what to do when you arrive, uh, where you're going to have to go, what you have to do, where our driver's going to meet you that'll pick you up and take you to the hotel. And he'll have a big sign that says Panama Relocation Tour. So we're going to give you step-by-step instructions. You'll get that about 30 days before your tour. Well, those instructions would tell me from my hometown how, how to, like, get a plane? Nope. Uh, It'll tell you how, once you get, once you, once you land in Panama, what to do. Okay. So will it like, okay. I think what I'm trying to say is, will I, is there a certain time it would tell us that we have to meet there to meet the. For For international flights, you need to arrive at the airport three hours before your flight. Um, we do tell you that information. So three hours before your flight, you need to arrive at the airport. And then our instructions are primarily of once you land in Panama City, this is what you need to do. Okay. Okay. All right. You'll get it all. You'll get all that information about 30 days before your tour. Okay. That's what I needed to know. So until okay. okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. And my next caller is area code 251. Hi, Jackie. It's Jackie Trueblood from Daphne, Alabama. First of all, uh, what is the cedula? I had not heard that term before. Okay. Good question. Very good question. So for people that haven't heard what a cedula is, let me tell you that like for a pensionado visa, there's three parts to getting a pensionado visa. When you apply for the visa, first you get a little card that's about the size of a driver's license and it's a temporary visa. It's good for about six months. And um, what that does is it gives immigration time to review all the documents that you submitted to make sure that everything is good. And then they'll say, okay, they're approved and we're gonna issue their permanent visa. That usually happens about two or three months, maybe four, after you get your temporary visa. Once you get the um, permanent visa, then it's good indefinitely. Um, The other thing that you can get, it's not required, but I recommend it, is a cedula, and that's a national ID card. Um, Here in Panama, they have a national ID card. Everybody, Panamanians, expats, everybody, you know, once you turn 18, Panamanians have to get a a national ID card. You have to show the national ID card to vote here in Panama. Um, If you want to open up a bank account, um, um, it's kind of hard to do unless you have that national ID card. They will do it for a visa, but usually they want to see the cedula. So it's a national ID card that you can get, and yours will have an E on it, meaning that you're an immigrant. Um, The Panamanians don't have the E on the cedula. Is that similar to a CURP card in Mexico? Are you familiar with that? Uh, I'm very familiar with that. Um, I have one, actually, but it's not a CURP. Um, no, okay. this is just an, it's an ID card. That's all it is. Okay. Just an ID okay. card. Okay. Second question is, do people actually come on the tour and apply for residency while they're on the tour and do you give them a notice ahead of time of what they need to bring with them if that's their intention? So if that's their intention, if they let us know in advance that that's what their intention is, then um, some people do apply for their visa before the tour, 
Most people apply for the visa if they're going to do it after the tour um, in David because the David attorneys are a little bit more affordable than the Panama City attorneys. So that's why they choose to do it after the tour. Um, so some people do that, but, it, you know, there's 15 different visas. So we need information about which visa that you want to get. And then we give you a list of documents that you're going to need and put you in touch with an immigration attorney. So you can go ahead and set up an appointment because you don't want to just show up and say, here I am, here's my documents, because they might have a full schedule. So you really have to set an appointment. The attorney will go over with you what documents you need. We really advise when we say you need this and this and this, that you get those things, and then you scan them and email those to your attorney so they can review everything to make sure it's okay uh, before you send them here or before you come down to Panama. Last thing you want to do is get here and then say, oh, this document isn't right. You don't want that to happen. So we want you to scan everything and send it to your attorney. Okay. And so you would get the attorney's name from the Panama relocation guide that you buy before you come on the tour. You don't need to buy the guide. Um, The guide comes with your tour. If you come on a Panama relocation tour, all-inclusive six-day tour, then we give you the complete Panama relocation guide after your tour. But if we know you want to get a visa, then we'll give you the attorney information about 30 days before your tour, which is more than enough time to get the documents that you need. Okay. Another question is, if you are a married couple, uh, and let me just be specific, could I apply for a pensionado visa and my husband not apply for any kind of residency visa, or do we both sure. have to apply for a visa? Nope. Nope. You could apply for two completely different visas, or one of you could get a visa, one of you could not get a visa. Um, there's no Just because you're married, there's no requirement that you uh, both apply for a visa or that you apply for the same visa. Okay. And my final question is, it seems like on a prior question and answer uh, video or one of the things that I watched that you said that you have property with rental properties on your property. Is that true? I do. And so do you ever rent those out to people who come on the tours? Do, but um, the people that are renting right now, I don't think they're leaving ever. Um, So they're (laughs) renting They're rented out. Um, keep in mind, I have a four thousand. I have a four thousand square foot greenhouse full of organic food, and the rentals come with all the food you want out of the greenhouse too. So that's why I don't have vacancies. Okay. And if I were there as a widow or a single person, um, is there one particular area that you feel like single women find that they are most comfortable? living alone? Well, I'm a single woman and I live alone because my husband died several years ago. So I'm by myself and kind of, you know, 12 minutes outside of town. I would say the majority of single women want to be closer to town so they don't have to drive into town all the time that they can just walk to a grocery store to get a few things, walk to some restaurants to meet some friends for lunch, walk to live entertainment because um, it's very safe to walk around even at night. Um, so um, a lot of people want to be close to where the town is, if there is a town. Okay. And I do have one more question. Does Bocchetti have like a, a town square where people gather? They do. Like, 
Oh, okay. I've not yep. noticed that on any of the videos yep. I've watched. It has okay, a beautiful you, gazebo. If you if you watch our video, if you watch our YouTube video, it says Helping Panamanians. Um, we have a, a, a video drone shot of the town square and the gazebo. So watch that one. Okay. I've taken up my fair share of your time and everyone else's time. Thank you. Okay. If you have more questions, you can always, uh, after you get off of this, you can press star six and get back in line for other questions. But I do appreciate you calling in. Thank you. And my next caller is area code 813. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for taking my call. Um, My name is Eric. I'm here over in Tampa, Florida. I've already been down to Panama once so far. Stayed primarily in the city which was very easy to get around. Um, getting um, with Uber was very, very cheap. But I'm planning before I take your tour, because I'm only 53 right now, before I, I am definitely going to be taking your tour in the future, but before I do that, I'm looking to rent a vehicle and check out some of these other smaller towns right outside of Panama. Is that mm-hmm. something safe to do? I do I know how to travel because I do have a degree in hotel management, is that something safe to do? Sure. It's completely safe um, if you're not driving during rush hour whenever the traffic is totally oh. insane in Panama. One of the things you might want to do instead of trying to rent a car like at the airport and then drive to some of the, the places outside of Panama City, um, you might want to take a bus from the Albrook Mall or the Albrook Bus Terminal mm-hmm. to Coronado and then rent a car in Coronado. It's only $6 to take the bus to Coronado. And then you can rent the car in Coronado and a lot of times they'll even drive you back to the airport or you can just get on the bus and go back to Panama City. Then you could avoid that crazy driving in Panama City. I'll drive that, anywhere in this country except Panama City. That is extremely, extremely helpful because I know where the Atterbrook Mall is. It's a fabulous mall. Yeah, Secondly, yeah. and that's where, uh, that's where the big bus terminal is. So that's, that, would be yes. the, that would be my advice is get a bus to Coronado and rent your car there. Coronado. Okay. One other question really quick. I am definitely planning in my retirement to go down there. I'm not sure exactly when that's going to happen, but hopefully in the next several years and I'll take your tour. My biggest concern right now is um, my health. I, I have an ileostomy. I get supplies. From what I understand is a lot of the private hospitals down there, some affiliated in the United States, um, will take Medicaid and Medicare. But my question for you is that is it best for me to go to those hospitals with the Medicaid and Medicare to get my supplies or do I get the Panama insurance and have both of them? Because I'm planning to keep a residence in the United States still. Well, first of all, they don't take Medicaid. They only take Medicare for urgent care and emergencies. So it wouldn't cover any of your supplies at all. Medicare would not be covered here. Um, We're working on, I'm working with a, I'm working on a plan to try to fix that, but it's not in place right now. Currently, Medicare only covers if you have a major emergency or some kind of urgent care that's needed, but any mm-hmm. any kind of supplies would not be covered under Medicare, and they don't cover anything with Medicaid outside of the United States. 
So you would um, either, what you could do is you could continue to use your Medicare or Medicaid in the United States, order your supplies from something like Amazon Pharmacy, and then and it would still be covered under your insurance and then have that sent to your mail forwarding address that's in Florida and then it would be sent straight to you in Panama so you'd have it in five to seven days. Okay. One last and final question. How long do you plan on doing these tours? Because you know, I want a book. I think it's too early yet. I'm only fifty three. When should I start pulling the trigger on this, book these tours, and get the professional advice that you give everybody? Well, let me tell you that I personally haven't done tours since COVID started. Um, I have two other tour guides that do the tours, and then we have six, seven other tour guides um, that are in training. Um, to also do the tour guides. So I have a lot of people that have lived here that have a lot of experience, just as much as I do. And then whenever you get to Boquete, I usually meet with a tour group whenever you get here. But as far as doing the whole seven-day tour across the country, um, I haven't done those since um, COVID started. But, you know, I follow the news in Panama. I answer emails all day long. I do the marketing. I do these Q&A calls and the live streams to keep you advised and informed. But um, the tour guides that we have, um, they're much, much younger than I am. And I don't think you have to worry about um, them going away at all because they love doing the tours. Gotcha. I appreciate everything, Jackie. You'll be hearing a lot from me in the next several years. Trust me. We'll be here for you. And my next caller is Bill. Hello, Jackie. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Thank you. I think this new uh, system I got is working a little bit better. Well, it appears most people are dialed in as I'm in on the computer. But, uh, no, like okay. I asked once before or, or sent a question, do you ever have, like, a, a tax advisor that comes on that you can ask some tax questions, general questions, not specific tax questions? You know, like I'm retired... Retired military, yeah. etc. Yeah, I have not done that, but a couple of people have asked for that, so that's something I'm definitely going to arrange. Um, and you know, their tax advice for U.S. citizen would be different than tax advice for Canadian, would be different than tax advice from somebody from Germany. So I'm going to have to find some tax advisors for several different countries because we have people from all over the world that okay. come on our tours and and that move to Panama. But then, that's uh, a good suggestion. I'll work on that one. Okay. And then one last thing. Um, my mother and I are coming down in December, and and um, we're going to do a private tour because I'm pretty limited. And I was down there in the early 80s protecting the canal. I was in the military. So I've been to Panama before. But what I would yep. like to do is we're going to do the private tour. And I understand you buy the book and everything. The 250 or $300, is that per day, is that per person, or for the two people? It's per day for up to two people. Right, okay. That's. I mean, I assumed that, but you know what yeah. happens when you assume. <laughs> yep. So, I understand. You. No, it's good, good that you asked because that's the one of the most important things. We don't want you to have any surprises or, or hiccups when you get here, whether it's a regular tour or private tour, if you do it on your own, we want to make sure that you 
know what to expect so there's no surprises. Alrighty. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for calling in, Bill. And my next caller is area code 678. Hello, Jackie. This is Andre. I live in Atlanta, just north of Atlanta. And I'm, I have a couple of questions. Um, the first one is, why would somebody choose to live in Boquete rather than Panama City? The weather. <laughs> uh, the people would choose to live in Boquete because of the weather. And, you know, the, the difference is like night and day. Panama City... Just the city alone has a population of two and a half million people. So there's the hustle and bustle and um, all those things. Plus, it's hot and humid in Panama City. Whereas in Boquete, the town of Boquete has a population of 30,000 people. The whole Boquete district has a population of about 60,000 people. And it doesn't have that hustle and bustle that's in Panama City. Plus, the daytime temperatures are in the mid-70s. Um, so you don't need an air conditioner in Boquete, but you definitely need an air conditioner in Panama City. What's the distance between Boquete and Panama City? A driving time, about seven, eight hours. Seven, eight hours. No, yeah, if you, you get on a, in, Get on an airplane and be there in 45 minutes, so. Hmm. What about hospital availabilities? Um, are there very good hospitals in Boquete? No, there's no hospital in Boquete at all, but about 30 minutes south of Boquete and David, there's some excellent hospitals. There's Hospital Cherokee, Hospital May Lewis, and then the regional or the public hospital also. So it would be better to live in David rather than, well, not better, but for, for access to, to, to hospitals oh, we have, if you need it. We have excellent, we have excellent doctors in Boquete. Um, even also, mm-hmm. but halfway between David and Boquete, there is a, also a hospital in Dolega, which is, you know, 12, 15 minutes away. So you're still not very far from a hospital. I see, in Boquete. And um, with regard to the language, how easy is it to, to function within, within any of those cities, Boquete, David, um, any, uh, Coronado, any of those, any of those places? Um, if you don't have a very, if you don't have a command of Spanish, uh, the higher the expat population, the less Spanish that you need. So the two towns that have the highest expat population, well, there is a lot of expats in Panama City, but they're all spread out. But there's a high concentration of expats in the Coronado area, also in the Boquete area. But, um, a lot, you know, they start teaching English in elementary school here in Panama. So a lot of Panamanians do speak English. And some of them are nervous about speaking English. But usually between your Spanglish and their Spanglish, you can get your point across. So, yeah, so it works out. I see. And I, I assume that um, rentals would be less expensive in Boquete than in Panama City. Or Boquete Absolutely. and David. Yeah. Uh, David would have David would have much more affordable rentals than Panama City or Boquete. I see. But in David, what about the the, um, the hospitals in David would be would be comparable to the ones in Boquete as well as Panama City? Uh, the the hospitals in David would be comparable to the ones in Panama City. Yes. Great. But finally, I'd just like to tell you that Melissa did an excellent job with me. I, I started brand new a few days ago or a week. She's given me a lot of good information, so she's um, she's quite 
quite good at what she's doing. So that's that's good. For, that's I guess that's good for you to know. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for calling in. And let's see. I pushed. Okay, it's way down here. 408. Next caller is 408. Yeah, thank you very much. It's wonderful. Really, really wonderful. You guys do a great job. I'm so impressed with this. Um, I'm thinking about relocating, but I haven't really settled down that it's going to be Panama. I'm thinking some other places. But I'd like to take your talk. Now, I need to have uh, my partner join me. And she's, in, she's coming from Africa. Um, is there any way, is there places where I can get some advice on how she can, like, for visa and all the rest of it? Usually people from Africa have it difficult to get in visa. I'm coming, I'm coming from California. I live in California. And I'm retired now. Okay. Yeah. So what I would suggest that you do is send an email to me. It's info, I-N-F-O, at PanamaRelocationTours.com. And give me a little bit more information there. And then I can point you in the right direction of, um, you know, which you know which part of Africa, then I can give you a little bit more information on um, what the visa process would be for her if there is even one that's necessary and what's necessary for you to be able to move to Panama. Just so just send me an email and that's the quickest way. All right, you're wonderful. The last thing, I, whenever I read your things, normally when I see the, the things you guys send to me online most of the time, it always gives the date of 2019. You know, so I don't know when you put the rental or price of buying or whatever. It's always it's, it's always like two thousand. Is it updated? Do you have? Uh, how do I know when you're saying something? The amount you're telling me that is you know. Say, I'm, I want to know what two thousand and twenty-two is. So you know what I mean. But sometimes. So I the best place, there. the best place to go to see what the rental situation is right now would be to mm-hmm. go to Craigslist. Panama. They have properties for sale. They have properties for rent. So in the upper right-hand corner of Craigslist Panama, you know, for me, it always comes up in Spanish. For you, it might come up in English, but you can always convert it to English and then just click on real estate for rent. And you can see in all the different towns uh, what's available, what it looks like. You know, what do you get for 600 a month? What do you get for 800 a month? What do you get for 2000 a month? But Craigslist Panama is going to be a great resource for you to see what's available. Okay, great. Thank you. You're really wonderful. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to meeting you here very soon. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for calling in. And my next caller is area code 469. Hi, this is Cordia Francis in Dallas. Can you hear me? can hear you, Cordy. I think that we got cut off whenever you called in on Tuesday night, so I apologize yes. for that, and I'm glad you were able to call back in. Yes, that was me. Uh, most of my questions have been answered, but I, I, what I did want to ask about, I, I signed up to get on the wait list for the tour, for the mm-hmm. $2,500 tour. So will I get an email or something to notify me, or will, I think it was Melissa that yes. called me? No, what happens is you'll get an you'll get an email from Melissa's my daughter and my son is Dustin. You'll get an email from Dustin that says, "Hey, Cordia, we have an an opening for you know such and such date, and if you'd like okay. to sign up, click here. And we need a five hundred dollar deposit, and you just click on that to sign right up. So you'll get an email okay. from him. Okay. Now about the tour itself. That's uh, okay. So I'll travel from Dallas to Panama City. And I'll be met there by someone with a big sign says Panama relocation tours. What happens after that? Where are we going once they pick me up? 
So once he picks you up, then we there's a certain hotel that the whole group will stay at in Panama City. In your room, your hotel room for Friday night is paid for. The hotel that we stay at, um, I picked that one because it has noise-canceling windows. A lot of the hotels in Panama City do not have noise-canceling windows, so you hear the road noise all night long and bars and music and everything. But we have a really nice hotel that's super quiet, and it's right next to a really big mall that you can walk over to. It has, a, I think, 50 restaurants and a really nice grocery store, and you can just a good place to do some people watching. Okay, okay. And then the other nights I'm going to pay for when I check out, no, it's all you know. All the hotel rooms are paid for you. The whole tour is all inclusive, so it includes uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night are all paid for. Your hotels, or your meals are all covered um, during the tour, also plus your transportation and all the information and a flight back to Panama City. Oh my goodness! And what towns are we going to on the tour? And I'm done asking questions. Yeah, if you go if you go to our website, Panama Relocation Tours, and if you click on Book a Tour, um, you'll see a little gray box at the top, and click on the one that says Itinerary, and you'll see okay. um, where we go during the tour, and uh, that'll give you a good idea. I uh, thank you so much well, for calling in. Thank you. I'm looking forward to your email telling me I've been picked for the weight race. It'll happen soon. I hope. Thanks again. Thank you. And my next caller is area code 702. Hi, Jackie. This is Stephen in Las Vegas. And um, we're um, waiting on our uh, our final uh, pensionado um, visa. And uh, I'm going to be flying in. Uh, we, we spent about a month up in, uh, uh, or down in Panama in April, about three, three and a half weeks. And we got the ball rolling with our attorney. So we have our temporary. We're just waiting on the pension out of the final on that. I'm coming in on Sunday to uh, – I've been working with an expat, uh, a friend of ours that is in Coronado who, who got us over to her uh, to their leasing uh, person in Coronado. And so I'm going down to look at this Good. one place that they're holding, and hopefully I'll sign the lease uh, when I get down there. Uh, the question, a couple, a couple questions um, I had was uh, I take uh, lisinopril and uh, Lipitor. Um, I understand that those are two readily available, but if I wanted to go, the I'm going to see my uh, doctor here in the next couple of weeks here in Las Vegas. But if I go and tell him I just want my scripts filled through Amazon, uh, he'll go ahead and do that. Uh, we don't pay anything yep. here on, under our Medicare for our, for our yeah. prescription. Yeah, so I w- it would be better. Um, it, you would save a lot of money if you just have your prescriptions filled by Amazon Pharmacy. When you're in town next week, then you should go ahead and get an account set up with a mail forwarding service in the Coronado area if that's where you're going to be um because they'll give you that address that you'll send things to in Miami. So you'll already have your Miami address that you can have Amazon send all your medications to there and then about 5 7 days later it'll be right there in Coronado for you. Okay, great. Um I kind of thought that's how it works, but uh, so I should go ahead and just get the 
forwarding service in Coronado set up when I'm there next week. I'll be yeah. there for it like doesn't cost days. any. It doesn't cost anything. It's, it's absolutely free. You just um, you can even call them. I don't know if you have our online guide, but if you do, if you look under directory at the top and then mail forwarding and search down to Coronado, it has a list of the mail forwarding companies in Coronado. You could send them an email or call them and they'll give you the address in Miami. Oh, okay, great. Um, and the other thing is opening a bank account. Um, my attorneys over in Panama City said they could assist with that. Uh, although yeah, I'm but they're going to charge you $300. Most attorneys charge $300. You really don't need um, assistance. Um, if you go into okay. any of the banks, and uh, you can do it yourself. Okay. But I would need to – would that be something that I – I really can't knock that out on a four-day trip down there next week, right? It would take a little bit sure. longer. Than yeah, that. takes about an hour, hour and a half to open up a bank account. Perfect. Really? Oh, I thought yep. it took uh, a few days or something like that. Nope, not anymore. Takes nope. about out, you know, less than two hours. You'll have your account open, walk away with a debit card and online banking and everything. Fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Jackie. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling in. And my next caller is area code 512. You must be in the Austin area. Can you hear me, Jackie? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Um, Yeah, this is Donna. I've talked to you. I've texted you before. I'm actually in Florida, but yes, I was in Austin. Um, uh, teaching there for almost 13 years. I have okay. a question. Does and hopefully um, I'm going to be on your tour on the 18th, and um, so hopefully I get to meet with you. So I'll I'll ask you some more in-depth questions at that time, rather than here, if that's okay with you. But sure, the one yeah. Question, the one question that I have is is What's happening here in the United States for inflation and everything? Is it affecting the cost of like rental down there? No. Oh, good. That's that's great to hear. So that was my okay. biggest question of concern. And the other question, I'll I'll go more into detail with you when I get there. But how is the availability of rentals if you come back? Because if if it works out for me, I'll be selling my house. And with the real estate market, it depends on how long that's going to take. It would have been very quick before, but it may be a little bit delayed now. So how do you, do you stay stateside until you can assure a rental down there while you're getting everything else set up before you even um, come down? Well, I would say, you know, there's there's several different ways to go about doing it. One of them is to come here about a month before you plan to move here and go ahead and secure your rental, especially if you're bringing a pet. You might want to do that. Um, that's one way to do it. The other thing that some people do is they come here, they just stay in a hotel or an Airbnb for a week or two uh, while okay. they're looking at all the different rentals and they pick one out then. So there's not one right way. It's just whichever way is best for you. You know, there's that extra airfare if you come down and hotel expenses if you come down a month in advance. Okay. Well, actually, one of the other questions I had was answered. So you can connect from Panama to David. Um, yeah. Uh, so have a connecting flight so that you can come down. Yep. Okay. Yep. 
All right. Well, like I said, I'll I'll be touching bases with you. I won't take up any time if that's possible. You will okay. be meeting with us when we're in Boquete. Yes. Yes, I'll be meeting okay. with you whenever you get into Boquete. Okay. Well, thank you for your time, and I'm looking forward to that. Thank you again. Thank you, Donna, for calling in. Okay. Bye bye. And my next caller is Erico nine one six. Good evening, Jackie. I have two questions. The first one is if I want to plan to come down for two long visits to really explore the country before I decide to move there, and I want to spend like maybe a month um, on two trips, but divided into different times of the year so I can experience the different weather, where would you break up the calendar for me? Come once between this month and this month and come again between this month and that month? Well, I can tell you that in January, February, March, that's the height of our dry season, and it's very dry, not much rain at all, but it's windy. So you probably want to come sometime in that to see what the dry season is like. And then the height of the rainy season is September, October, November. Uh, We do get rain, uh, quite a bit of rain in April and May also. Uh, but uh, September, October, November, especially October, November, we get more rain then. So if you came January, February the first time and October, November the second time, then you would experience both of the seasons. Perfect. And then my other question is, on a previous call, I've, I heard a couple couples talking about how they had relocated from California, which is where I am, to either Florida or Texas or Nevada first and established residency there and then moved to Panama. My understanding is it had to do with taxes. And I'm wondering, do you know more about that where you can explain would it really be worth the trouble to move twice? Well, you don't need to actually do the moving. Uh, The easy way to do it would be um, just search South Dakota residency. You do it, you fly there, fly out the next day, you've established everything in one day in South Dakota. And then you get out of the tax liabilities for California. Okay, I will look um, that up. Yeah, so that that's the quick and easy. It's cheap, it's easy. Um, you are required to go back once every five years for one day, not a big deal. Um, but... South Dakota, so the better place, easier. So the, the exploring that I did on, on what states are most tax-friendly, South Dakota wasn't on that list. So, uh, well, it would be. Have- yeah, there's no, state, there's no state income tax there. So do a little state bit income. of exploring about South Dakota, and you'll see why it's friendly. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And my next caller is area code 954. Hello, um, this is Randy. I was just um, kind of curious if my cell phone would be um, charged a fee for making this call, but I see this um, 520 area, 520 appears to be an area code in um, Arizona, Arizona, so I should be good to go, right? So. You should be good to go. Yeah, I'm pay, I pay a monthly fee for this service, so you don't have to. Yeah, it's a cloud-based or something. I, I was kind of Googling and trying to see what's going on because I didn't want to get hit with a toll call. So appreciate right. it. Yeah, we also have the app that you can call in from the app too. What app is that? 
Um, I sent it out a couple of days ago, um, but I'll, um, I can, if you send an email to info at Panama Relocation Tours, I can send you the app that you can download and you can call in from the app. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. And next caller is area code 941. Hi, Jackie. Bill again calling from Florida. Um, the uh, issue is uh, uh, Panamanian uh, driver's license. Uh, I'm well aware of my two options and the two procedures involved. And one would have thought that the first uh, option, you know, with uh, getting the existing uh, driver's license uh, authenticated by the U.S. Embassy and then going through the next step would be the easy approach. Unfortunately, uh, you probably are aware of this, uh, I've been very disappointed with the U.S. Embassy in Panama City. Uh, you know, we were there in March. You know, uh, I tried to look online because they won't take uh, any appointments uh, over the phone. Uh, and you have to do it online. You, you yep. go out three. You go out three months. You know, there's like there's no dates there. Uh, when they do say they have dates, they're actually booked like two days out of you know the month. And and you know, I actually showed up at the embassy and they refused to take me. And then you know, the person that I spoke to gave me wrong information. She says, no, you know, you don't have to. Uh, uh, to get a Panamanian driver's license, you know, to drive, you can drive for 90 days, even after I explained to her that I had my permanent uh, resident visa, which you, you've told us many times, and, and I know our yeah, attorney you, can't. you cannot drive legally. So here's my question, mm -hmm. you know, option two, okay, which means you have to go through a driver's test and everything else. What are do you what are some of the logistical problems and if you had any issues you know with people that have gone that uh, that way first of all can you do it for instance in Coronado or do you have to get the certification yes. in Panama City and what do you and what do you do with a about a, about a car because you can't rent a car because you don't have a driver's license um, well, yeah you can have a friend that'll drive you there um, a friend that'll drive you there or you could rent a car. Um, just for that day, and the chances of you of you getting caught would be slim to nothing for just that one day. But usually, what people do is they have a friend that drives them there, and then they use that car. So it's a written test. Only ten questions. You have to get at least seven of them right, and then right. you have to show that you can pull into a parking place and do parallel parking. So it's pretty easy. And then once you pass that, then you just get your vision test and hearing test and pay the $36 to get your license. Right, which is a lot cheaper if you go through the other option through the U.S. Embassy. Uh, uh, can you get all that done, for instance, in Coronado, or do you have to get it uh, certified and done in Panama City? You can get it all done in Coronado. Okay, very good. Uh, and uh, there, ha there haven't been any horror stories that you've heard with people going through that second option? Nope, no horror stories. Okay, very good. And kind of an FYI for some of the people who fly Copa Airlines, uh, they actually are going to be flying uh, now or are going to be servicing on a Terminal 2 in Panama City, no longer Terminal 1. Yep. Uh, the one thing that we don't know yet is if they're going to have an Immigration and Customs Office in Terminal 2. We've been trying to find that information out, and we don't know. If they don't, then that means that you've got to walk from Terminal 2 to Terminal 1 to go to the Immigration Office there. So 
Hopefully, yeah. I'll find out soon that they're going to have immigration in Terminal 2, but we don't know that yet. Uh, very good. Thank you, Jackie. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. And my next caller is area code 512. Area code 512, I've unmuted your line. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to go to the next caller, and I'll come back to you later, 512. And my next caller is area code 253. Hi, Jackie. This is Gail calling from Lakewood, Washington. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling in. Um, my question is, my sister and I, we got our, we got our temporary visas in January of 2021, and then we got our permanent in May of 2021. When does the clock start ticking? We're still living in the United States. When does the clock start ticking, January or May, for the two years that we need to go back to Panama? When you got your permanent visa, that's when the clock starts ticking. When the permanent one. Okay, great. That was my only question. Thank you for all you do. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you for calling in. And my next caller is area code 410. Hi, Jackie. This is uh, Deborah Cameron calling back. Um, I'm calling back because I had a question about the forwarding address service. Um, do they use a PO number or do they, have, do they also offer a street address? Because it's a street address. None of them use use a P.O. box. They all use a street address. Okay, that's good. Because some government uh, uh, agencies don't deliver to P.O. boxes. So that's good to know. Okay. Okay. Uh, The other question was, let's see. um, Oh, are these question and answer services uh, that we're doing today, that's happening today, right now, is it Mm -hmm. recorded so we can go back? Could you have the conversation with Donna? And I was trying to catch it. I got interrupted. Yes, it is yes I'm, record, I'm recording the call, and I'll uh, publish the replay, if not tomorrow, the next day. On the website or Facebook or where? I'll have it on the Panama Relocation Tours website. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling. And my next caller is area code 516. Hi, Jackie. This is Peaches. I'm calling uh, in today to find out, can you just give me uh, a short description of what your tours are like for the seven-day duration, um, The six, what is it, seven nights, six days, like what each yeah. day entails? What are you doing? Yeah. What, are we, what will we be yeah. doing? So the best way to get that information instead of me taking up the time on the call is if you go to PanamaRelocationTours.com and if you click on the little red button at the top that says book a tour, then at the top there's a gray box and click on tour itinerary. And that tells you where we're going to go, the things we're going to be talking about, and all of that stuff right on there. Okay. And can you give me a little information about Phuket Day? David and I think it's Chicory or Cherokee. Cherokee province. Yeah. Yeah. So Cherokee province is on the far western side of Panama. It borders with Costa Rica. And it it has beach towns. It has a metropolitan area that's David, which is the second largest city in Panama. 
And then it also has towns that are up in the mountains in the highlands. So, you know, the beach towns are at the coast. So that means it's going to be about 90 degrees plus or minus five during the day. For every 1,000 foot increase in elevation, the temperature drops about four degrees. David is also at sea level. And um, so it's warm in David, but it has two big malls. It has uh, three big hospitals. It has lots of shopping centers. Um, it has anything and everything you need, and it's super affordable in David also. And then, of course, there's the mountain towns of Boquete and Volcan, uh, which people like to live there because they don't need an air conditioner. So people move there mostly for the weather because they don't want to have to have an air conditioner. They don't like, I'm one of those people. I don't like hot weather. I don't like cold weather. I just want to be right there in the middle. I don't want to have to use a heater. I don't want to need a heater. I don't want to use an air conditioner. I just want to have my windows open and get fresh air. And so in Volcan and Boquete, you can have that kind of weather. So you have choices. That's the great thing about Panama is you have so many choices about, um, picking your, you just decide where you want to live based on the weather and the amenities that are there. Okay. Now, what about um, like maids and things like that? Is that more prevalent in a certain one of those towns, or I think oh, what I thing? Something snakes, like snakes. I don't like snakes. It's gonna, <laughs> snakes are going to be usually uh, at less than three thousand feet. Is where you're going to see snakes more likely to see snakes. Uh, we have a lot of great articles on our website on uh, Panama relocation tours. So in the upper right-hand corner of the Panama relocation tour website, anything that you want to know just about, you just type in a search. So if you type in the word snakes, you're going to see a whole article about bugs and snakes. And if you type in pets, you're going to see lots of different articles about pets. If you type in David, you're going to see articles and videos about David. So we have tons of information for you on our website, absolutely free, to help educate you about what it's like to live here in Panama. So thank you so much for your call. And my next caller is area code 250. Yeah, hi, Jackie. Um, I have a quick question. We are interested in potentially Boquete or Volcan, and we really like to go hiking in the, in the mountain trails. And we've seen quite a lot of videos where, um, you know, tourists pay money to go on hiking trails. And we just wondered if there are also kind of smaller free trails as well. Yes, there's plenty of free trails also. Um, I do recommend that it's better, at least the first time you go on a trail, that you go with a guide um, because it's easy to get lost and your cell phone will not work for help. So the first time go with a guide and then after that, then you can go on your own. Okay, great. And one quick question as well. You mentioned the hotel in Panama City. Uh, which hotel do you use? Uh, we use Courtyard. Courtyard. Lovely. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thanks for calling. And next caller is area code 863. Hi, Jackie. Um, is it possible to take both the guided group tour followed by a personal tour? Yes, a lot of people do that. Um, they'll take the guided group tour, which basically gives you an overview 
of the most popular places to live here in Panama. And then once you identify the place that really talked to your heart and say, oh, I could live here. I can see myself living here. Then you might want to go back to that town and do a private tour for a deep dive into what it's like to live there. Is that difficult to arrange both of them back to back? Nope, it's not. Thank you. Thank you for calling. And my next caller is area code 512. Oh, hi, Jackie. Uh, yeah, I, I was, had a question. I think I know the answer, but the Pensionado visa and then there's the what the Friendly Nations visa. Um, the Friendly Nations, uh, I think, lets you go to a bunch of other countries and maybe live there. I don't know. But can you have, if you get that one, do you, you don't get the discounts of the Pensionado or can, it, can you kind of you work do. both in? Yes. yes. Regardless of oh. which visa that you get here in Panama, if you are a woman and at least 55 or a man that's at least 60, you still get all those discounts, like 25% off your airfare, 20% off at restaurants, half price at the movie theater, Friendly Nation visa okay. or the, uh, any of the other visa, business visa, any of them. Okay. So if a person was living there but they wanted to live in Europe or travel, you know, and be there for quite a while, you're able to easily get your visa in those countries or ease you with, with that uh, Friendly Nation one? I mean, say compared to a U.S. passport, it's better or... Um, well, you don't get a passport. Whenever you get a residency visa, you oh. don't get a passport. Yeah, the residency visa only gives you permission to live in Panama indefinitely. Um, five years after you get your permanent visa, you can apply for citizenship and a passport here in Panama, but the visa doesn't come with citizenship or a passport. Okay, well, what is that friendly nation visa then that lets you travel in those countries without getting a, a no. visa there? No, no. The Friendly Nation visa is only available to people that are from certain countries. So you have to be from one of those friendly nations, as they call it, for you to even get that visa. Panama doesn't consider some countries friendly. And then there's four different ways to qualify for that visa. One way is to get a job in Panama. Another way is to buy real estate worth at least $200,000. Uh, the other one is to make a deposit of at least $200,000 into a three-year CD in a Panama bank. And then a third way that we've just uh, this year worked out with immigration is that if you already have a business that you want to move to Panama or if you'd like to set up some kind of an online business, then you can actually set up a corporation and that corporation hires you. Um, so it falls under the getting a job um, part of the Friendly Nation visa. Um, but it doesn't, it's just that there's, and if you actually, if you go to our website and if you click in $5,000 and the search feature at the bottom of that article, it has a list of all the different friendly nations. So you have to be from one of those countries to be able to get the friendly nation visa. Okay. And then that lets you work there and have a business there versus the pure pension auto one, which yeah. you can. Yep. You get a work per you get a work permit and everything. Yep, you can work here, you can have a business here. Okay. Okay, but you get the discounts too if you're uh, those age yep. things down on the pension. Okay, yep. great. You st- if you're if you're at least sixty, you still get all those discounts. Okay, well great. Well thank you so much. Thank you for calling. And my next caller is area code 201. Hi, Jackie. 
first of all, I want to thank you so much for everything that you're doing to help everyone. Um, you're welcome. I know it's a to, big decision to move to another country. You need somebody to hold your hand a little bit. Yes. I'm 52. I took an early retirement package from my company last year, okay, which is very early, okay? But I have a pension. I have an um, enhanced uh, retirement package that I get. My question is, here's where it gets kind of muddy, okay? I'm not a citizen. I have a green card. I've been in the States since I was 18 months old. Doesn't matter. Um, doesn't matter. If you have a pension, it doesn't matter what country you're from. Where's your passport? I don't have a passport. I have a green card. Well, what country were you born in? I was born in Cuba. Okay. But I've lived then, in yeah. the States. So you need to go I've to the Cuba. You need to go to the Cuba embassy that's in the United States, and you need to apply for your passport. Get your Cuba passport, and then you can get your visa here in Panama. You have to have a passport to be able to get a visa. So I have to have a Cuban passport, okay, mm-hmm. to then be able to go to to be able to go to Panama. Yeah, to yeah, to travel you need a passport. Well, because I know I can get a reentry permit in in yeah, the but States. you can't travel to Panama without a passport. Right. I can get a reentry permit. I can get a reentry permit through the States. I can get But a, you're you not know. gonna they won't let you into Panama without a passport. Right. So you have so, to, you have to get a passport. If you're from Cuba, you just go to the Cuba embassy. I'm uh, I'm not sure where it is, but you could Google it, and uh, I'm sure they have information right on their website about what you need to do to get a passport. So you have to get a passport before you can travel to Panama and before you can get a visa. With okay. no passport, no visa. So passport to be able to travel. And then I can come and go on your tour, so on and so forth. Yep. And you can get a residency visa here, yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. And my next caller, code 401. Hi, Jackie. Um, I'm just starting to look into uh, Panama. I'm uh, 56. My name is Robbie. Uh, I'm 56. I'm retiring in December. I've traveled a lot over uh, Southeast Asia, that kind of area, Germany, England. And I'm just curious. I mean, I'm a single man. I am divorced, no children. I am also looking to meet somebody. I'm not saying it's my goal in life. I just want to be happy and peaceful. What's the difference as far as, uh, say, Malaysia, Singapore, someplace like that, uh, Vietnam, Thailand, to Panama? Um, I'm sorry, but I can't answer that question because I've never lived in those countries. I've lived in Germany. 
I've lived in okay. Puerto Rico. I've lived in the United States, but um, have never lived in the Asian countries. So I can't really answer that question. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, you know, if you Google it, then there might be some comparisons between living in Thailand oh, yeah. and living in Panama. Yeah. Oh, oh but, yeah. No, no. I, I, was, I, have, I, was... I have no, I have no personal experience. So I'm afraid I can't answer that question. Oh, I thought because I had seen on your website uh, that you had lived in many countries, so I thought maybe those were some of them. You know, oh. I'm just looking for warm weather, tropical, you know, that kind of, you know, 90 degrees oh. is perfect for me. That's why I'm saying it. And you would love the weather in Panama. The weather in Panama, if you live at the coast, is 90 degrees, plus or minus 5, all the time. You're going to love it. Come check it out. And my next question is area code. By the way, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more people. And I know some of you don't, can't wait any longer, but I have seven more people. There's no way I'm going to hang up. I'm going to answer these questions. You can always listen to the replay that will be available later this week. So 407, go right, a, right ahead with your question. Um, yes, hello. I was wondering, what is the oldest age that you can get a driver's license? So there's not an older, an oldest age. Um, I can tell you that if you're 70 years old or older, then there's an additional step. Um, you have to go to an internal doctor or a geriatric doctor, and they're going to ask you some questions like what day is it and what time is it, and if you get those right, then you'll get approved for getting a driver's license. But if you seem to be um, mentally impaired, then they would not grant you a driver's license. Okay, I have one more question um, about this chauffeurs. Do they have chauffeurs that can come and um, that you make like a deal with, and they can um, take yes. you wherever that you want to, like on like on a weekly basis or a daily basis, or yep, yep. It's especially in Panama City, that's available, but in other areas too. Do you know what their um, rates range? Um, it depends on if you know if it's just a one-time thing or if it's something you're going to set up where you do it three times a week or three times a month. So um, there's it depends. So but you're going to figure that you're going to spend about twenty to thirty dollars a day. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you for calling. And my next caller is area code five one two. Hopefully you can hear me this time. I think you might have your phone muted, 512. Hi, Jackie. There you are. Jackie. All right. Can you I hear can me? I hear you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> little confused. So we just had a couple of questions. Um, I'm Jade, and I have my partner here, Kevin, with me. Earlier in the phone call, um, a woman asked about a couple getting visas, and I was a little unclear. If I come down and get a visa, does my husband still need to get a visa to live there, or is he limited on his time if he doesn't get a visa? Each person has to get a residency visa. Gotcha. Okay. And Kevin has a couple questions. Hi, Jackie. Okay. Um, this is Kevin. Um, my question is about uh, the weather. So you say the rainy season, you said it's dry during January, January to March, uh, rainy Um pretty much the rest of, rest of the year. 
but I, I do a lot of work over the internet. So that's always been a factor here in, in the USA. Um, when it rains, there's problems with the internet. How reliable would you say that the internet is over there since there's a lot of rain? Well, the answer is that the rain doesn't really affect the internet because I like I have fiber optic 250 megabits of internet speed at my house and I don't even live mm -hmm. close to town. Um, so if you have fiber optic, then it's super reliable. The thing that if you have a rainstorm with lots of lightning and thunder and things like that, it could mm -hmm. knock out a transformer and electricity. And if you lose electricity, then you're going to lose the internet on your computer unless you have a generator um, you won't lose it on your cell phone, though. So a lot of people use their cell phone as a hotspot, and then they still are going to be able to continue doing whatever work that they were doing uh, and not hardly skip a beat. So the Internet's mm. quite reliable here if you have fiber optic. Okay, fiber optic. That's what I need to know. All right, thank okay. you, Jackie. Thank you it. so much for calling. And next caller is area code 850. Hey, Jackie. My name is Michael. I'm in Florida and um, looking very seriously at uh, retiring. I'm 53, looking very seriously at retiring in Panama in the next couple months to maybe as long as a year and a half to two years out. Um, you caught my attention with, with actually a question, so you answered part of it. Um, being 53, I don't think that would qualify for pensionado. I do have the uh, means to go ahead and, and make an investment uh, greater than $200,000 in real estate. Can you recommend a website? Uh, let me ask a question first. Is that, is that, does that have an expiration date on it? Is the government changing that or moving the target on that? Oh, they could. You know, the, they, ch they changed a lot of the visa stuff last August in 2021, and we don't know when that they might change it again. And honestly, okay. I would really advise that it might would be better to put the $200,000 into a three-year CD and a Panama bank account. It's going to earn 3.5% interest rate. Um, mm -hmm. But we don't advise people to rush into buying real estate until you lived in Panama. At least six mm -hmm. months, a year would be better. Yeah. Just to make sure yeah. you like Panama and that you like uh, the area that you think you want to live in and everything. So yeah, it might would be better. I should have mentioned... I should have mentioned that I was going. To, I fully intend to go down there six to twelve months in rent prior to doing that. I'm trying yeah. to figure okay, out. Okay, um, There you go. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if there's a, if there's a really comprehensive website or an updated website that I can go to, or if your website has a link on it that will kind of keep me apprised of that uh, two hundred thousand dollar. You know, it, it sounds like it'll kind of fast track you past a few. Things. I can tell um, you that if there if there's any changes at all in the immigration rules. Um, I work with seven different immigration attorneys. They let me know immediately and send me the executive order. And then the next thing I do is I send it on email blast to you so that you're aware of it. Um, but any okay. other I'll website would be something that would be in Spanish and it may not readily be uh -huh. available. But um, they, they issue okay. any changes. They're in something called the Gazette here. But if there's a change, I'll let you know. Okay. And then one last quick question um, sneaking in here. Is there any, are there any rumblings about any additional non-stops from PTY to uh, major U.S. cities, like any additional new, new routes? Uh, you know, Delta, uh, Delta announced some new routes 
um, a few months ago, but I haven't heard of any other ones. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much for calling in. And my next caller is area code 916. Hi, Jackie. I was wondering, um, as a single woman coming down there, um, I'd like to know if there's any existing websites or blogs where other single women can communicate with each other, maybe talk about sharing homes, renting rooms, doing activities together, things like that. Um, so not so much the sharing homes and all those kind of things. Um, and it depends on where you're going to be living. There are some websites, uh, some Facebook groups that are specifically for women uh, that have moved like to Panama City. Um, I think it's, I don't remember the name of the Facebook group. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Hold on one second. Um, I, I don't know what it is. If you send an email to info at Panama Relocation Tours, I'll find there's a couple of different websites that are just for single women that live here in Panama and or just search it on Facebook, single women in Panama, and I'm sure you'll find them. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much for calling. And next caller is area code 239. Oh, Jackie, this is Jim in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, I already have my Pensionado visa, which I'm thrilled about, and I have received dental work, which was incredible, to uh, bite wing x-rays and a cleaning for $75, which would be about four times that here in Florida. My question to you is I just discovered that I'm going to need new eyeglasses. Uh, The prescription hasn't changed, but the frames are kind of deteriorating. They won't just sell the Mm -hmm. frames anymore. Or you need to do the whole package for $900. What do you think that would cost me in Panama City? So um, I actually just had, um, within the last six months, I had my eyes examined by an ophthalmologist in David, and I got new frames, and I got those transition kind of lenses that it turns into sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing, the doctor, the eye exam, the frame, the special lens and everything was $135. Wait a minute. That's the, go- <laughs> the examination, the frames, and the, and the lenses? Yeah, and it's the transition lenses. They, they, yeah, when I'm in sunlight, they convert to sunglasses. How much did you say? $135. <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, my God. Well, one more question. Um, told you, I told you you could live less in Panama. I know. I love that. I've been there many times. I love it. I, I just have to get the courage to get, make the change. Um, here's the thing. I eventually want to get myself a golden retriever. Are, they, are there any people down there at, at Breedem? Um, I don't know if there's any breeders, but um, you know, I see them all the time, so they're coming from somewhere. <laughs> okay, Jay, I'm going to have to sign up for one of your tours. I'm planning to come back for... Uh, December and January and stay in the city. I love the city, so uh, look forward to meeting. Okay, thanks so much for taking my call. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. And my next caller is, by the way, we've got three more people. Area code 512, you're next. Hello, Jackie. This is Todd from Iowa. Thank you for calling, Todd. Um. 
I'm booked for next April for your tour and then planning on staying Airbnb for May and June. Uh, so i got an easy question for you. I was looking at uh, Dolega uh, because the prices are nice. Um, mm-hmm. From a sleeping perspective, if the Airbnb doesn't have only has ceiling fans and floor fans, is that uh, realistic in the April, May, June months of Panama? Uh, for me personally, I would be so hot, I would have to leave. Um, you're going to need air conditioning. And that's that's what I was really, yeah, was my main question because that's what I noticed. I'm going, hmm. Yeah, okay, you're looking at, you know, 85 to, 85 to 88 degree, 89 degree weather um, in the daytime there. And it may, could even get up to over 90, but it would be hot. That's all I had. Thank you for the information. You're welcome. And my next caller is area code 225. Um, hey, Jackie. I just um, searched on the website. You said something about putting in the search bar $5,000, and it would take you to the, the different uh, information on, on visas or, or something. I can't remember what it was, but I put in $5, oh. and it, $5,000, yeah, and it put had dollar sign there. dollar sign five zero zero zero. Just put that in, and it'll take you to a page about how you can get a friendly nation visa for $5,000. It has a, oh, okay. a live stream that so, I did, information about it, and a list of all the different friendly nations. Okay. Let me do that because I hit the uh, – okay, now I found it. I put the, the dot zero zero, so that answered my question. Okay. Have a good one. Uh, Jess Walls, okay. I think you know him. He's – What's down here? He's probably home now. He's the one that's gotten me interested in it. Yep. Uh, okay. Sounds Thanks good. Much. You should come Bye-bye. on down. Thank you. I already. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, next caller is area code four two three. Hi, Jackie. This is Terry. Um, I'm in Tennessee, and. Um, uh, there, I have a couple questions. First of all, I'm going to be 68 on July 4th, and I was wondering if, if when I get the Pensionado visa, how much is that? You can you can get it if you have at least a thousand dollars a month in lifetime income, like Social Security or pension from a job, then you can get the Pensionado visa. Okay. What do they charge for that? Um, it depends on which attorney you use. Um, attorney prices are all over the board. Um, we have um, uh, some of the most affordable immigration attorneys because they give all of my clients a discount. The least expensive one is going to charge about $1,200 for you to get that visa. Um, there's some attorneys oh. that charge $5,000 for you to get a friendly nation visa. None that we work with, but some attorneys do. Um, so if I'm, you know, I'm not, I am on a retirement and I do make more than a thousand. Um, I also was looking for, uh, on Craigslist while you were talking about that. And what I wanted to ask you was, uh, where is this, uh, Allegra? Is it, is it hot um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what what the name of the town is. You'd have to spell it. Uh, Vista 
Allegre, A-L-E-G-R-E. It says it's 30 minutes from Panama City. Um, then it's 30 minutes from Panama City, but um, I'm not sure what I'm not sure which area that is. It's probably the name of a subdivision. It's not a town. It's probably the name of oh. a subdivision that's in that area. Oh, it says a uh, Murphy includes most facilities in it. Yeah, um, you know what you can do is just um, if you put that into a map, if you just uh, copy the name of that area and just put it into a search bar, then it'll show you a map and you'll be able to see exactly where it's located. But if you have at least $1,000 a month in lifetime income, then you would certainly qualify for the Pensionado visa and you could live really well, um, even on $1,000 here in Panama. Um, in some towns, you know, other towns, it's going to cost a little bit more. Thanks so much for calling in. We've got a couple more people have jumped in, but that's just fine. Area code 702, go right ahead. Hi, Jackie. I tuned in a little late, uh, but what are the busy months for rentals in Buquete? Yeah. What about them? Oh, what are the busy, uh, I guess, the higher rates where they raise the okay. rates? Okay. Well, they don't really charge the rates that are higher, but there's less inventory um, from about the middle of December, January, February, March, until about the middle of April, because snowbirds come down, mostly from Canada, but some of the northern United States also during those months. So there's less inventory during that time. But if you came um, in November, um, there would be plenty of inventory available. Gotcha. Thank you. Thanks for calling. And my next caller is area code 503. Um, hi, Jackie. You can hear me? I can hear you. Okay, great. This is Valerie from Oregon. And my main question is about locating a good language school in Panama. Um, 40 years ago, I went to the Spanish Language Institute in Costa Rica. And I mm -hmm. love that it was really structured. You know, it was a good deal. But I can't, I can't quite pick that up on a website in Panama. I know there are a lot of schools there. Um, There's a lot of schools and I've heard I've heard um I'm sorry but I really can't recommend just one school. Um okay. You know, I've had people that have gone to school and they said it was great and somebody else went to the school and they said it was terrible. So <laughs> until I get a lot of people saying it was wonderful and no complaints yeah. I'm reluctant to recommend anything, if you know what I mean. Yes, no, I do know. Um, the other thing is, I've been wondering, kind of getting a little panicked, um, in deciding between Costa Rica and Panama, do you discern that one is more Americanized than the other? I know they're vastly um, well, popular. Pardon well, me? and it depends on where you are in either country. You know, there's some parts yeah. of Panama that, aren't Americanized at all. And there's some parts okay. of Costa Rica that aren't Americanized at all. And there's other parts that are quite Americanized. But mm -hmm. um, okay. so it just depends on where you are. There's not one right answer for the whole okay. country. Okay. It's like saying, you know, you know, which part of the United States is cheaper? And there's going to be all kinds of different places that are. So uh -huh. Okay. Best thing to do is visit and just kind of go by gut feeling of which one feels right. Mm, okay. 
Yeah, I'm trying to make this co- coincide for the tour. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. And I think we have a caller from Mexico. Go right ahead. Hi, Jackie. I'm talking on behalf of several families, and I have a few questions. First, do you think it's worthwhile to import a car from here, from Mexico? Because if we have good cars and cheap, we don't know if it's worthwhile to bring it in. Well, let me tell you the pros and the cons of bringing a car in. If you bring a car in, I'm not sure what the cost is from Mexico, but I'm guessing it would cost about $3,000 to get it. I mean, you could drive it, but if you were to ship it in, then it would cost about $3,000. The other thing is there's going to be about a 20% tax on what Panama says the car is worth. So unless your car, you got it really, really, really cheap, you might want not want to spend that 20% uh, tax. You can buy a brand new car here for under $20,000 in Panama. Okay. And another question. Do you have there uh, around Boquete or Colorado homeopath, naturopath, alternative healing that, uh, like if we are not too conventional, and we, uh, do you have? Um, like... I'm not sure what you're talking about. Like, do you have naturopath or homeopath uh, or alternative? So we have a metro, if you mean, well, we don't have a subway, but we have public buses that are, like for me to drive, to me, for me to take the bus from Boquete to the is only $1.75 U.S. Uh, no, I meant about uh, alternative medicine. Like, do you have naturopath oh, alternative there? medicine. Oh, so we do have alternative medicine available in Panama City, definitely, and in Boquete and in David. Um, you know, there's chiropractors. There's people that do homeopathy. There's um, people that do ozone treatments. So, so there's all kinds of alternative medicines available here. Okay, and another thing, uh, uh, we we are Canadians, basically. Do we have an option of a health insurance that is friendly in Panama because we are several yes. families with children? Yes. Yes? Yes. Uh, health insurance is, well, you've got two choices. One, you can use the public health care system, which has no monthly fee, and you just pay $2 whenever you see a doctor, or if you need to see a specialist, it's $5. If you had to go to the emergency room because you thought you were having a heart attack, um, it would cost $5. So that's with no insurance. Um, If you wanted to get health insurance, then it's also available. And um, we actually have an article on our website, Panama Relocation Tours, in the search feature, type in health insurance options. And there's a link in there to a brochure that shows um, what the cost is going to be depending on what your age. So if you're between 60 and 69, it's $102 a month. Um, and there's if you're if you're younger, then it's much cheaper. They have family discounts. Like if it's three or four people in the family, then you get a big family discount. Um, I know one family here that has three children and the mom and the dad, and they're spending $220 a month on their insurance for mom, dad, and three kids. Great. Another question of one of the families. 
if Bokete is having a nice weather and David, you need an AC. So if you compare the cost of living, then where will it be cheaper? Because here you need AC and in Boketa you don't need, but Boketa is more expensive. So where will it be cheaper? Well, it's not necessarily more expensive. Um, you know, I, I don't know where you, where do you live in Mexico? In Oaxaca. Oaxaca, Oaxaca. City. Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's expensive there. Plus you need your air conditioner and that drives the cost up. So, um, for example, you can get a three-bedroom, two-bath house here with a big yard for the kids to play in and for your dogs um, for about $800 a month. And, it, and you won't need an air conditioner. That includes all your water. It includes your electric. It includes trash collection. It includes internet. All those things are included. So there are houses that are cheaper. I just helped someone get a three-bedroom, two-bath house with a fenced yard furnished, all utilities included for $550 a month. So there are affordable properties here. Or you can live in a gated community and spend $2,500 a month. There's a lot of choices. I I see. And uh, um, just a minute. Yeah, I think that's it. Ah, ah, last question. About the friendly nation visa, um, how much time this, the, pro, the process is taking to, to go for it, and what are the most important documents that you know that we need? The most important document that you need is your national criminal report. So um, you would... Like in the United States, we call it an FBI report. So just your national criminal report. They want to see that you're not a criminal, um, that you're not in the cartel. So they want to make sure that you're not a criminal. That's the most important document that you need. Other than that, they need a copy of your passport, maybe a copy of your driver's license. No, no birth certificate? No, only for children. Minors, we need a birth certificate. But for uh, only for children. And when you open a business in this kind of visa, it will take time until the business will start to earn money. So is it okay? Like, how does it go? It's no problem. It's no problem. It'll take a while for the business to start earning money, but it's no problem. And if my son, for example, can do the visa and unify the parents or vice versa? Yes. The parents will open the business? Um, you would probably what? want to do it where the parent. It depends on the age of your son, but you might want to do it where the parents open the business and the son is unified in the whole corporation. Or the son may want to do his own uh, corporation and his own business and keep the two completely separate. And then one business could hire the other business to do different jobs. Aha, uh-huh. and this will make it easier, you, you think? Yes. Like that we, it hire, on yeah, the, we hire each it depends other. On the age, it depends mm-hmm. on the age of your son. If he's a minor, you couldn't do that. But if he's over 18, then you could do that. Okay, and this is, you think, an easier process, right? Um, it's a more affordable process, yeah, and we've done a lot of those, so it's an easy process, and it's definitely more affordable 
than some of the other friendly nation visas. I see. And attorneys uh, that are not uh, expensive are more in the vid, you say, right? Yeah, the attorney. Well, we work with two different immigration attorneys, and it's going to cost between four to $5,000 to set that up. And the, these names of attorneys, it's only if I buy the guide in $600? Yes. To get the to get well, not only does it have immigration attorney information, but it also has step by step information on what you need to get a visa, step by step information on what you need for the friendly nation visa. It has contacts for who do you go to to get health insurance here in Panama. It has information about how do you buy a car, how do you find a rental, who are the insurance agents that are trustworthy. Um, who are the real estate agents that are reliable and honest here in Panama. So it has, if you've got pets you want to bring in, how to do that. If you want to bring your car, how to do that. Amazing. And just last question, uh, how much time, if we do the friendly nation visa, since we st- from the moment we start with a lawyer, how much time will it take to get it all done? If you, if you contact the attorney and you set up the corporation before you come to Panama, it's possible to do that. Then it'll take about a week and a half to finish the rest of everything else, which is getting your business license, um, getting your work permit, getting all those other things. So less than two ah, so weeks. Ah, so it's pretty quick. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jackie, you are wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. You're going to love Panama, especially the part about no air conditioner. (laughs) And we are a big group, so we will be in touch with you. Okay. If you have any questions, you can always send us an email to info at Panama Relocation Tours. And thank you so much for calling in today. Okay. Thank you. So So for everybody that's on the call, I'm sorry it lasted a little bit long, but, you know, we uh, I, uh, there's no way I'm going to hang up on this call when we still have people in line to ask a question. I always stay on to answer all the questions. And thank you so much for being here. I will have a replay of this available sometime this weekend. I'll post it. Thanks again for being on the call and have a great weekend, everybody. Don't forget, tomorrow we have the live stream with a Panamanian doctor. At 5 o'clock, I'll send out a reminder about it tomorrow, but be sure and join us for that live stream when I interview a Panamanian doctor and you have a chance to ask questions too.